What's going on, Mag? Welcome to Purposely Offside. Hope everyone's having a fantastic morning. How's your morning going so far, Jordan? Pretty fired up for today's show, man. Why is that? Talking hockey. And boy, do we love to talk hockey on this show. It feels like it's such a long offseason, and then September and fall starts rolling around, and you can just you can feel hockey in the air. Yeah, I've always, uh, even growing up, once September hits, school's back, weather starts to change, you really start to feel the hockey season coming in the air. So just brings me back to when I was younger. I'm, I can't wait. Speaking of hockey, question for you. When's the last time you've been to a Hamilton Bulldogs game? Um, I went to the last uh, AHL game uh, when the Hamilton Bulldogs were near the AHL affiliate of the Canadians. This is uh, the season before they made the move to, I believe it was uh, Quebec, to continue being the Canadians' uh, farm team, and uh, just slightly before the uh, now OHL franchise moved down here. Yeah, and just to clarify for those who are not sure what we're talking about, um, the Hamilton Bulldogs at one point uh, were the farm team for the Montreal Canadiens. Since then, uh, they have changed or Hamilton has changed to an OHL team of the Ontario Hockey League. That's what OHL stands for, uh, with some of the best junior talent in the world, right? And today, um, we're going to be talking to someone who's coached in the OHL as an associate coach for the past six years. He spent three years with the Erie Otters as associate coach. He spent three years as associate coach of the Hamilton Bulldogs, and now he is your new coach, new head coach of the Hamilton Bulldogs, Vince Lace. Vince, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing great, man. We really appreciate you joining us on the show here. Um, played golf with you back in the summer. When I met you, you're the assistant coach. One month later, I'm checking Twitter, and you're the head, new head coach of the Hamilton Bulldogs. Um, Steve Stales gives you a call. Explain the feeling uh, that you have within you when he says, Vince, you're the next head coach of the Hamilton Bulldogs. Well, obviously, there's a lot of emotion, uh, a lot of thoughts, a lot of people that, you know, given some time to reflect on it that you think about that have helped you to this point. And uh, the family sacrifice, my wife and my two girls, and um, all the support structure that's been around me. I mean, uh, no matter what you're doing in life, you don't um, get to a, a spot um, without without other great people around you. So um, I've been really fortunate, and that includes all the guys that you know that I've learned from from different organizations, and and then obviously um, John Gruden, Dave Matzos, Ron Wilson, um, Patrick Jarrett, and all these guys that are still there. Um, um, had such an impact and, and supported me to this point, so I'm, I'm really uh, I'm really thankful. Good stuff. You had six years approximately in the OHL. You had three years uh, with the Erie Otters, three as associate coach with the Hamilton Bulldogs. Couldn't help but notice that when you were with Erie, um, the paths crossed with Connor McDavid. Did you coach Connor McDavid at, with the Erie Otters? Uh, yes, correct. I did. What was it like um, coaching a talent like Connor McDavid? There's it's hard to put into words when you're around a unique person.
Gibson, like Connor, um, but it's certainly special, certainly something that, looking back on it, you don't realize that how uh, how rare that is to come across a player of his stature, even if or when you coach in the National Hockey League, any person, some, you know what I mean? Like yeah. those guys... <laughs> Some guys in the NHL not even coaching those players either. Exactly. That type of player. So my point is, it was <laughs> I learned more from him than I gave him. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I That's that. awesome. Um, but he is someone who made it. the one thing I took from him was he made everybody better. Yeah. So that is a unique quality that, and it's something that you can I can I took to, for myself that I tried to help people and then I. Now I try to communicate to our players that that's our jobs is to make other people better. Because I think in sport and business, something you're trying to climb the ranks, you're just so focused on your own goals. Yeah. But if you maximize other people, I think you're going to get the attainment to that goal quicker. And that's just one of my philosophies that I've learned from that he just did with his actions. Yeah, 100%. Couldn't agree more. And uh, Vince, you mentioned that you you know spent uh, some years as uh, an associate coach. Uh, in the OHL before uh, your tenure began with the Bulldogs uh, and you know moving forward to winning an OHL championship. Um, tell us about your role as an associate coach and, and how it's helped you prepare for this role as a head coach in the OHL. Well, again, I've been around, like Steve Stales brought me in, really showed me the business and how, you know, a long-term hockey person um, develops he's been through the process at every level and then obviously John Gruden um, giving me an opportunity to uh, not just be on the staff and but give me so much responsibility um, to, to, to de- again we're developing the coaches too like I'm, that's right and I'm helping them develop right now and we're all pushing each other to get better. So I think that's an amazing thing to be around. Um, and that's kind of the process I went through is slowly, slowly, um, those guys seeing something in me. And uh, and now I'm at this point. So it's uh, on a new frontier, and I'm excited to get started. It's super exciting, man, super exciting. So you guys focus, obviously you mentioned, you know, this is development for you as a coach. Um, but obviously one of your strengths, reading some of the articles, is – player development um what areas of hockey do you need to focus on with these young athletes to get them prepared for a profession or a potential sorry professional career in the nhl the biggest thing for me is mindset how you it's okay to have a goal it's okay to say this is what i want to accomplish but unfortunately most times um People who stagnate growth uh, have have a goal that doesn't reflect their actions. So, yeah. developing the mindset first is is probably the most important ingredient. Because, I mean, you guys go through hard days developing your radio. Show, I go through it. Like, so your character and your resiliency and your mindset to say, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure out a way to get this done, and, and you, you end up figuring it out through your mistakes. So. Um, to have to teach people to how to how to do that is um, a, a pretty special uh, thing to to go through with these young men. Absolutely, I'm not sure if you watched any of the U.S. Open, but 
I was so impressed by uh, Bianca Andreescu and just how mentally tough she was too. And um, that's uh, that is a key aspect to uh, player development for sure. Vince uh, Lace joins us on Purposely Offside. He's the head coach of our Hamilton Bulldogs. Uh, Vince, quick question. Are you an analytics guy? I am. Yeah, I mean, obviously at this point in, 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 in hockey, having that information and data is going to help you see certain things at the eye test and, you know, right away taking the emotion out of it's going to um, help you get to a spot that you couldn't see, of course. But again, at this, it's a little different when a junior, just because of all the different things that we're trying to do with these guys, it's just, it's at a lower, the data is not being told as much to them. It's not being infiltrated to their knowledge. It's just for our knowledge. And then we put it into our style of play. So we integrate it into it without, because it gets, the numbers can get a little, then that's all you're worried about. Right. Right. So you're, so you're looking at it more of like a very simplistic, uh, scale, obviously, obviously not on, on par with like the NHL and where no. they obviously have full full teams of uh, analytics guys and departments yeah. dedicated to that. Now you're very looking the, at a very small scale. I mean, we have people that, but so this is how it works. I mean, we have people that do that. So um, Steve will see that data at that level, like in terms of how specific it is. But I'm only like I'll be something like that. I would I, I would like to require this for the coach's information. The rest of it, you know. Yeah, we can talk about it, but it really it's too overwhelming at this point in development. There's so many different things we're trying to accomplish that um, we got to integrate it in a lot slower pace, you know? Um, so that's how, how we kind of do it. Absolutely. Uh, when you were promoted to head coach, uh, Vince, Steve Steos mentioned that you had a progressive hockey mind. Um, how do you see the game evolving? There's a point... In hockey, and I, and it's gonna sound, it's gonna sound really corny, but the game's supposed to be beautiful. Yeah, it's supposed to be poetic. It's supposed to be played with your buddies, and you're supposed to enjoy it. Right. Even though we're looking for results, even though it's, but that's why, you, that's why you play hockey. Yeah. So for me, helping these again, balancing all the different stuff, and these guys are gonna play in the National Hockey League, but indicating what's important, and then the results just come like we focus on our style of play. So, and that's the process. If you just don't worry about the end result, you just do four or five things every day. Winning is like I, from what I see from winning, and this is the end result because everyone else sees is the end result, the joy, the happiness. Yeah. But nobody sees the boring, monotonous stuff that isn't really exciting that yeah. gets you to that point. So, for me, that is what. I'm really interested in the, the the development part and how to. I mean, we can do any tactics. We can do any type of development on the ice with skating, shooting, stick handling, any awareness type situation. But if we don't indicate those types of things first, then we're we're, we're going to be kind of a jagged. The process will be jagged, right? So sure. um, that's that that's where I'm at with that. Right on. You said uh, training camp was starting was started up. Sorry, on August 26. How's that going? Good, good. So um, we had a competitive camp. Um, we uh, played uh, two inter-squad games, and we played Erie back-to-back in their buildings uh, last uh, two weeks ago on Saturday and Sunday. It was like the 31st and 1st. Um, 
So, and then we've been practicing now for, we have like, we had like seven guys going to NHL camp. So, and it's been great for the younger guys because they've gotten more touches in practice. So we've gotten them up to speed on things. And now the older guys are back minus two, two players that are still at their NHL camp. So, um, and then we got two preseason games uh, this weekend against Guelph. So, um, and then regular season next week. So we get two more practice weeks or one more practice week. Part of me, we're into it. Uh, does that present a lot of challenges uh, to you and your staff, like uh, guys coming in and out in terms of uh, going off to pro camps? Yeah, I, I, yeah, for sure it's a challenge, but it's a good one because now all of a sudden you can get more dynamic with your practice planning. You can you can see individual development patterns with players uh, key in on the on, on what each guy needs instead of the bigger picture stuff, which we can worry about later, you know? Um, just like a baseball, catching a routine ground ball. I mean, it looks pretty simple, but there's a lot of foundation intact. A quarterback, three back, you know what I mean? Three back step. I mean, those guys have practiced millions and millions of hours at this stuff, you know? So um, we can hit on those things with 16 guys, 15 guys in the ice, and, it and the guys enjoy it. So balancing the fun with the expectations, um, is, is where we're at with the, with the younger players. And then obviously when the older players get back, it's good too because then the, the pace and the competitiveness really ramps up because they just got back from NHL camp. So then the, the younger players are like, whoa. You know, so it's fun. Right on. We're speaking with Vince Lace, head coach of the Hamilton Bulldogs here on 93.3 CFMU and online at cfmu.ca. Uh, big question here, Vince. Not sure if you're a Leaf fan or if you've been following all the RFA stuff, but when's Mitch Marner signing? <laughs> I have no idea. Honestly, Like I, I don't know. Uh, hopefully it gets resolved for the organization and the player's standpoint. But, again, that's at that level there's so many moving pieces with these contracts now with the cap and um, with competition around the league. So I don't – and, again, I don't really, to be honest with you, I don't know that – had to navigate that process whatsoever. I've never been there at that level. So I just, it's going to be interesting to see what unfolds here. Yeah. Yeah. It's I've never seen something quite like it. Um, especially with all the RFAs you see in the NHL now. So it's uh, yeah. definitely yeah. is rare. Yeah, it is. But I think unfortunately this is kind of with the economic, I mean, it's not just sport, it's economics in yeah. today's world. I mean, you're going to start to see more of this because of analytics and because of all these different things and not nobody's right or wrong what side you're seeing with your management or the player, but yeah. you know, how do you view salaries and then what you're giving a player? Like, again, there's so much data and information and all these things and competitive markets and with the other players on what they're getting. So it's, it is fascinating. No question. Yeah. I mean, you know, these young players are just, they're so good now and you know, it's a, it's a credit to, uh, coaches like you who obviously develop these players and help these players grow so um, love the work that you guys do and and um, always look forward to you know watching the the youth grow and develop and and um, and obviously make their way into uh, professional hockey how's the team looking this year Vince you know what we're gonna have like we have a lot of guys that are 17 years old or second tier guys. We got our draft guys coming in underneath. They're going to push for spots. Um, and then we got, you know, we got our obviously already Kaliev, who's uh, a second rounder to LA, who scored 55 goals last year. It was the top wow. four goals, you know what I mean? So this guy's an elite goal. So we got uh, Jan Yannick, who's uh, Arizona. And then, he's, then those two guys are still at camp. 
Um, those are our elite players um, that obviously log a lot of the responsibility. Um, but then again, you got other guys like Logan Morrison and Avery Hayes and a couple defenders coming back and Saprika. I mean, we had a couple guys halfway through the year really start to come on, and unfortunately they got injured. Yeah. Um, and now they're like, it's like a brand new player that we, you know, basically acquired in a trade, but we didn't trade them. You know what I mean? Like we got a brand new player. He only played 20 games, but he was really becoming an impact player for us. Uh, Renwick and Saprika. Um, Renwick was a 16-year-old last year. And obviously we got Nate Stales. I mean, we just got back from Toronto Maple Leafs camp. I mean, he's going to be a high impact. I mean, he's one of the best defensemen in the Ontario Hockey League. So, wow. I mean, there's a lot of additions with a lot of second-year guys yeah. and a lot of first-year players that are going to be right there to compete and push those second-year players. You know, and, and, and then you look at our goaltending. Um, I mean, I, I'm really excited. We got uh, Zachary Roy um, from North Bay. He's like a he's like a athletic puck moving goalie. He's an undersized. He's, he's like he's something you don't see anymore. He's like five ten. Yeah, you don't see you that. Know, in the... You don't see that, but he can move. He reads the play. He can move the puck up the ice. He's like a third. Like we have specific uh, breakouts designed for him because he can move the puck so well. Amazing. And yeah, so it's pretty dynamic when he's in there. But then we got our young guy Constantini, and he's like, I mean, this guy here is potential to be a freaking star in the OHL. So. There's a lot of components to our team, but a lot of underlying um, components as well to see where this where, where we take it, right? Yeah. So it'll be fun. Awesome, Vince. Well, man, again, thanks for joining us. Uh, we wish you nothing but the best and um, uh, in the upcoming season. Uh, this is big news for you. This is obviously a big step uh, in your coaching career. So, again, uh, us here at uh, 93.3, we wish you nothing but the best. Thanks for doing this, Vince. Good luck hey, this thanks. season. Well, thanks for having me, guys. And anytime you uh, want me back, and uh, sorry you had to see my golf game there in the summer. So <laughs> I'm sorry you had to see my golf game. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe we're there for therapy. We're helping each other out. So, no, That's it, buddy. That's it. All right, we, we'll, we'll do this again. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Eh? Take it easy, buddy. See ya. That was Vince Lace, newly appointed head coach of the Hamilton Bulldogs in the OHL. Great dude. That was incredible. Yeah, that was a great conversation. I love how you guys just chirp each other about your golf game. Well, that it's true. That was a great way to end that interview. I mean, he's actually pretty good. What did you guys shoot that in that round? I don't even know what. I think I shot. I definitely shot the hundreds. That's um, not good. But you know what? My back nine was pretty good. I was better. Well, Vince only played the first nine with us. Um, then he left. And me and Andrew put the back nine. We fired up some beats, and actually, I actually played a better round on the bar, on the back nine. Sorry, uh, part a couple holes, couple bogeys, uh, but I was just like all See, over the place in the front. But Vince, Vince was good. He probably like, has high expectations for his golf game, mm-hmm. whereas you know, uh, for me, I'm just looking to break a hundred. Sounds like they're firing it up for a great season. Sounds like they got a lot of great talent on that team. Yeah, they do, and you know. We're talking about a team who won the OHL championship two years ago, um, finished first in the East, and then last year kind of tailed off. They finished eighth in the Eastern Conference. Uh, but there's a lot of turnover in the OHL, right? You got guys that are uh, playing at the last year of their OHL eligibility. You have uh, guys that are going pro earlier than others. There's a lot of turnover, so you never know uh, where you, what you're going to get on a year-to-year basis. Yeah, it was interesting to hear um – 
about uh, the challenges that they've even faced with with just at the start of your season. You're trying to get guys guys going and uh, get new systems in place, and you got guys coming in and out of uh, pro camps. So that's a that's an interesting dynamic, and uh, it's an interesting challenge, uh, especially in the minors. But I'm sure, you know, regardless of the sport, if you're in a development role like you are in like a minor league somewhere, mm-hmm. I'm sure you face those challenges everywhere, and I'm sure even that's what. Um, you know, speaking of another Hamilton team and the the Honey Badgers uh, with the Canadian Elite Basketball League, um, being a development league, which is technically what the OHL is, right? Um, you know, I'm sure they're definitely aware of that, and they, uh, you know, they definitely plan for that uh, heading into the season. So it's really interesting to hear about that because you don't really hear, you know, a, a lot about those uh, those struggles internally. Definitely, and it was also cool to hear some of the, you know, young prospects they got. You mentioned Nate Steos, um, just to name a few. And it, it's it's cool to hear about uh, the potential that some of these kids have. I also found it cool about you know how we talked about uh, what he does to develop these young players and what he focuses on. And he said he focuses on um, the mental aspect of the game. And I thought that was really that was really interesting because I think in all sports it's just it's so important. Yeah, it's tough because you're you're you get a you know, step back and realize just how young these guys are. You know, you got guys coming on your team that are like 15, yeah, 16 years old. And to, yeah, didn't you know, John Tavares get like special, yeah, and special Connor, status to Connor play when he was 15? as well? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's interesting that you have you know high, you have very high expectations for your team. So your job is to go out there and win championships every year. But then you also got to you know really key in on the development aspect of a team as well when you're dealing with guys that are. 15 16 and you know these guys are teenagers right yeah, these it, guys are these guys are young kids and uh, they're they're they've been asked a lot uh and very quickly because like yeah. i said you only have a couple of years you know if you plan on playing pro or get putting yourself in a position to uh get drafted or, or go a high level hockey even higher than junior league you know you gotta you gotta learn quick and obviously winning is part of development but you do gotta hone in on those you know some of those individual aspects of your game too and um i think uh, the mentality and the mental side of thing is so important. Um, you look at some of the young athletes nowadays, and I, I brought up in the interview Bianca Andreescu. If you just see her play, she doesn't look like a nineteen-year-old. You know, she looks like she she holds herself as someone who's been playing tennis for the past twenty years, um, and she's mentally tough. And I and I think it's getting that right mindset to play a professional sport. And the best athletes learn that very quickly. Exactly. In and the best athletes, you're right. The best athletes learn that at a very young age um, and take that with them throughout their professional careers. So if I found that conversation um, very, very interesting. So what's up? What's uh, What else is new? What else do you want to talk about as we close out the show here? That was, I mean, I'm still in awe. It was a great interview. It's fantastic. Like I said, we wish Coach Lace and the Bulldogs all the best this year. Um, getting back into the playoffs and making a run, another OHL championship and Memorial Cup. Um, but yeah, like I said, just looking forward to see how this plays out this year. I uh, was wondering if you would have any inside information on Mitch Marner. I think we're all wondering aside fr- what's aside going from on the, with Mitch. Uh, reported contract uh, that he turned down earlier this summer. Yeah, and, and you know, we don't know the exact details of that. But if he got offered 11 mil 
over seven years, then now I'm really like questioning, you know, what's the hold up here? You know, what's it, the hold up? It's it's not a good look. Yeah. Every like I said, every day, clo- uh, closer as we get to the season. Every day counts. Every minute counts. It it looks worse and worse for Mitch Marner and his camp. The longer, the longer he pulls out, and the more information that gets leaked to the media. But all these demands that, uh, or contracts, I should say, that he's either been offered or has declined. It it just makes him look even worse. Yeah, it, interesting. It's not story. looking good in Leafland for him. We'll see how we'll see how it develops. But these players are good. These young players are good. And we talked earlier how the OHL is one of the best leagues in the world. But, but there's tons of good leagues. There's, there's great leagues in Europe. You have the Q in Quebec. You have the Western Hockey League. There are some great players. These players are more skilled. They're faster. They're better than ever when it comes to the speed and how, and how quick it takes to process such a fast game like hockey. And these young players are going into the NHL, and guess what? There ain't no such thing as a bridge level. They want to get paid. And if they do take a bridge deal, that <laughs> that dollar amount better be better be high. And that's what you get when you have good players. And I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing this throughout the NHL. And it's because of these um, very talented superstars that are coming up from the OHL and the Western Hockey League, and the Quebec League. So, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, We really appreciate you listening. Any last words? Catch us online at cfmu.ca. Also, if you're a Mac athlete and you want to join the show and share your story, shoot us a DM. You can follow us at purposely underscore offside on Instagram, at PO Sports Talk on Twitter. Great job, plug guy. Great interview. Give me a fist bump. All right, good stuff. We'll see you next week, Mac. Thanks, oh, thanks as always uh, for joining us. See you later. See you.